Hey everyone, this is the DM Happy Eric podcast with your host, Dre Sean Ryan. And Cynthia Sandoval. And we're here right now. We're here live. We're not live. We're not live. <laughs> talk to us. Talk to us. It's been a little bit. We haven't spoken to you guys in a while. Um, about yeah, a week. At least the last episode of, in a week. We, we, we agreed this would be Yeah, a but we want to speak to them every day. No, we don't, we, we don't have time to speak every day. But um, <laughs> Perfect world. That'd be nice. Yeah, we, um, we lo- we'd love to, guys. We'd love to. How are you doing? How was your gobble gobble i didn't really ask you yeah i'm i'm good you know i ate a lot of food i ate a lot of bad food that i probably shouldn't have ate um but i went in with the mac and cheese you already know that's the cheese honestly i don't respect you if that's like not your at least top three i don't respect yeah like top three of your your uh your thanksgiving foods yeah i agree like to be honest though i'm just like a like i like macaroni and cheese in general like so when it comes to thanksgiving it's like um, that's why I'm, I get so happy. I like anything related, like any type of pasta, like anything, like lasagna, mac and cheese, like, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like shrimpling. Yeah, like that's my lasagna is my favorite food. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think What's you your- asked me. You asked this in, for the group on Slack, and I was like, "Damn, I don't know." I was like, "Eggs and chicken." Like I can't eat one. You okay? So let me go back to say what you asked, and then we'll get into the topic today, guys. We won't dwell yeah. too much, but food mm-hmm. is a really important thing. I'm Hispanic, okay? So it's it's an important staple in my life. Um, yeah, you asked if there was one dish that you can eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I was just like, I would get bored of anything, even if it was the most delicious thing. I would get bored of lasagna. I'd be like, this is I'm tired of this. So I was thinking like. At least with chicken, you can do different dishes. And same with eggs, fried eggs, That's scrambled true. eggs, boiled. That's true. Deviled. Like you you really eat. thought you put a lot of thought into this, huh? <laughs> for, 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 this is how my brain works. This is why, this is why I'm good at digital marketing because I just rabbit hole fucking everything. That was like, I, was, I wouldn't even have thought about that. Like I was... <laughs> like what's the most versatile food right right Ooh, right and like how can i optimize said food choices <laughs> like yo that's 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 funny like i wouldn't even i wonder if anybody else thought about it like that as well i doubt it no one thinks nobody's thinking about that no like one, nobody's no like one, everyone has a life do you realize right? that like every <laughs> no one is like no one's like hmm how can I cook this food in 20 different ways so no. I never get bored of it? That like me, like being a loser. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So to our topic today, today we're going to talk about ways in which you can get work as a digital marketer. And I guess, do you want to talk about how this topic sprung about? Sure. Um, so like we literally was... I could tell you how I came about it. And then you were like, yo, that should be a topic. Okay, so in our last podcast episode, I got some um, messages on people thinking that I was hiring a media buyer, which I was, but I already, I'm working with them already. It was not like I was actively looking type thing. Um, I am a paid media strategist and I've been in this field for a while. So I have a lot of connects and I'm at a point where I can't afford to work with beginners because I don't have time to train. 
I mean, ideally in the perfect world, what I'd like to do is to get the people that I do coach eventually, you know, hire them, but that takes time. It's more than two months. So I got a lot of people hitting me up on LinkedIn and other freaking places and their pitches were horrible. Like they were not pitches. And I'm sorry if you're hearing this and, and, and are offended. I don't mean to offend. I'm just slightly roasting you, but I think you're going to learn a lot if that was you or, or if you've ever pitched uh, or looked to pitch for an agency or even a client, uh, we're going to go into that and the different ways you can go about it. We're going to talk about outbound versus inbound. We're going to talk about how to go about pitching for a job versus pitching for a client, which the two are relatively similar in my opinion. So to start it off, I want to start off by asking you, Dre, what were, what are your main strategies for acquiring clients? Do you focus on outbound versus inbound? I know you have a preference for one as an SEO. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if so, what are they? Which one do you prefer? And what strategy do you implement? mm -hmm. So my, my strategy of getting clients is I really love just doing everything inbound. But most of my clients come from like people just referring me, right? But also like the best way to start getting clients is really just give value. Like if you just give value, you put, you start posting a lot, you start creating content, you start blogging, you start getting in front of like all the, you get on all these different channels and stuff of that nature. Like people consume your content. And when they see your content, they ultimately will want to eventually work with you. I had somebody that I helped out for free like two years ago, like, like two years ago. And uh, I just helped her out with something. And then she bought a service for me later on. At the moment when I was helping her, she couldn't afford to really do that. You know, she, she came to me, she asked me for help because she saw my content on LinkedIn. And after I gave her value, she was, you know, two years later, like now she's in a better position. Now she, you know, is doing pretty well. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I want to, I want to work with you. So to me, it's really about like giving the most value possible because the more value that you give, the more you will be able to be recognized as an expert. Right. And I think that it's also really important to never hold back. Like a lot of the times, you know, here's the thing. I'm, I'm really big on just like giving, I don't, I don't really care about holding back on my knowledge. And the reason why is because most of the time people, they're not, going like you can I can tell somebody like I could tell somebody how to make a million like well I could tell somebody how to make you know thirty thousand dollars a month right Mm -hmm. I could I could sit down hold their hand tell them how to do it doesn't mean that they're gonna do it right or I could tell them how to do an SEO strategy doesn't mean that they're gonna do it they know how to do it but they might eventually just say you know what I can't do this I just want to hire this person you know and so for me it's like always taking a value approach first like how much value are you giving out And the more value you give, the more you'll attract clients. So that's my preference for, you know, I like doing inbound stuff. I like creating content. I like uh, just giving away value and, and it leads people to contact me. You? So I think it takes time to develop an inbound strategy. You know, SEO takes time. Building a brand takes time. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I was working a job, I were a salaried position. I worked very hard to build my brand and perceived value and things like that. I think that's the name of the game, building perceived value, because people, the more you get paid, a lot of, let me rephrase that. 
people pay based on belief. And I'll break that down in a second. Essentially, I will pay more for someone who I believe can get the job done and I trust can get the job done. So the more that you build that perceived value, the more that you build up that belief, the more you can ask for, the more you can eventually get paid when we're talking about inbound, right? And also that helps for outbound as well, that, that powers that. So initially for me, starting off, I had to do a lot of pitching as I was building up my brand, as I was building up this perceived value, I'm still building up perceived value and I still don't neglect pitching. I, I think like the art of pitching, like we were saying this earlier, really transcends just everything. Um, it's, you know, who you get on your YouTube channel, who, you know, us pitching to get certain people on our podcast, um, the pitching, obviously clients, pitching, you know, things like that. So initially early in my career, I would do have, I would have to do a lot of pitching. So people came to me and they were just like, Hey, you know, I am looking, I'm looking for a job. And I heard that you were hiring. That to me is a horrible pitch because you're not showing any kind of value up front, right? You were talking about showing value. When you pitch something, you want to demonstrate trust right you want to demonstrate trust and the and the fact that you can get the job done so trust and results so initially to tie this all together i focused a lot on outbound right that means that i pitched recruiters recruiters would pitch me for a job and then i would pitch them to hire me as a freelancer instead and sometimes I still do that when it's really juicy and it's a really great opportunity. I'll pitch them and I'll let them know like the pros and cons of hiring me versus a freelancer. And when I do pitch them, I give them kind of like a value stack or I call it like um, some kind of, I mean, I call when you're applying to jobs, like you send them an application sandwich. But in this case, when you're pitching as a freelancer, you want to have like a some kind of, I guess we could call it a value stack, right? You, I show them examples of ads that I run in the past, creatives. I show them examples of landing pages so they could see that I built campaigns from end to end and I know how to do copywriting well and I also have a good sense of design. Um, I've showed them like one or two reports or I'll show them an actual testimonial or a small case study. Um, that and then I'll show them my resume and then my, a link to my website, which I have more information there. So it's like, boom, I hit them with all this value. And then on top of that, I send them a link for them to book a time with me because I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to work with someone that's going to see me as a worker. I want them to see me as a partner and a consultant. So that's my personal approach, right? But when mm -hmm. starting out, I would do something similarly as well um, to acquire clients. Then, like I think the job situation is a little bit new, nuanced, but I got my first client pitching outbound and I essentially connected with them through LinkedIn. So whenever you're doing outbound, you want to start off with your immediate connections within your immediate um, network. So I reached out to a friend, sorry, he, he was my grandmother's, like we're connected through a community church. Like my grandmother goes to church with his mom and I found that he had ran an agency in Long Island. So I reached out to him and I pitched him. I let him know all the results that I've generated, um, how many years I have experience and how I would offer him a discounted rate, an hourly rate to work with him to generate leads for his business. So it's just like for him, there's very little risk because I understood that if he wanted to hire anyone else in my position, he, it'd be too expensive and, and just not worth it because it's something new that he was 
exploring running PPC ads to generate leads for his business. Right. Mm. So I pitched him all of that and boom, that's how I got my first client. And um, so outbound works for me or initially worked for me really well. I now focus a lot on inbounds. So, um, so like one of the things that I, I teach my coaching students or coaching clients, I should say, is kind of like having that, that, you know, that, that, uh, like that package, you know what I mean? Like that, that thing that you can utilize to show people when you are talking to them. And so like one of the things I like to do is I tell them, okay, you need to create a sample audit. You need to create a PowerPoint presentation. You need to create a, you know, you need to make sure you have a resume, right? Like all that stuff is very useful because, and obviously a cover letter, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff is very useful because like you're showing your expertise and what you have done, right? So that it is very important actually. And then, and also um, one of the things that I've actually thought about, like, you know, even just to take it to the next level uh, with my coaching and clients is like running, retargeting, like, like giving people a, a, a resume, right. Getting them to click on that resume, go to like a, some type of land, like go to some type of landing page, right. Like a, like an employer, go to some type of landing page. And then after they go to that landing page, maybe they leave the landing page and then we run ads to target that person. That's something that a lot of people don't do. That shows how different you, you, you are, that you're a creative thinker. Right. And when you're, yeah, when you're, when you're doing that to, uh, you know, to an employer, right, then it makes them look at you as even more valuable because they're like, wow, this person's actually doing what they're applying for on me, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's really important, just having that foundation to, uh, to, to be able to close the right person. And also knowing, knowing what you want to say, right? Like, it's not just yeah. about like... Having a clear not, positioning statement. Right. Like, you know, like it's not just about, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm reaching out to this person, but when they get on the phone, like, what are you saying? You know, like how, how are you capturing their attention in the time frame that you have, especially if you're trying to talk to a business owner, because if you're trying to talk to a business owner, they're busy. Like they, they're doing so much. They're not, a lot of times they, they don't have time. So you have to make sure that's as effective and as, as, as efficient as possible when you're talking to them. Right. And so that's really important. So I think that having great communication skills in general, both verbal and written is extremely important, you know, and understanding how to uh, just like how to, how to say what you want to say, like developing your elevator pitch, right? Like what, how can you get your message across to this person as fast as possible to where they value you? And they're like, okay, let's, 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 I want to hear more about what you have to say. Cause I think that's very important as well. Like if you're pitching someone and they're not interested in what you have to say, they could just shut you down. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, so to and take that, what were you going to say? Finish it, finish your statement. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, and so, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> I have to stop doing that. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, I'm like slightly tired. So like, I'm yeah, just I'm having brain fogs. I'm trying to prevent you from rambling. <laughs> yeah, I'm having brain fogs. prevent me from rambling as well. So I was going to add on to that and say that when you're pitching at the end of the day, okay, so you understand the end user, you need to understand their pain points. It's the same thing when you write copy and when you yep. write, or when you generate effective advertising campaigns, you need to understand their pain points, right? So the, say if you're pitching specifically a recruiter or 
I like to go straight to the business owner or whoever's hiring, right? I want to know, I want to show them and demonstrate to them exactly what they're looking for, which is someone that they can trust, right? And someone that they can trust to get the job done. So trust as you and a person, you know, that you're a good culture fit, that you're a good person. Uh, because when you're working with an agency, like you're, they're, they're exposing to exposing to exposing you to a lot of their own um, methods, just kind of internal documents, right? So you want to demonstrate that they can trust you as a person and they can trust that you can get the job done. So how can you demonstrate that effectively in the least amount of time and as succinctly, um, concisely, all of these words to make sure that you can effectively show, hey, I'm the right person for you. I've done my homework on you and I'm perfect for you. That's why I never believed in like the spray and pray method. Like just like, I think if you're super intentional and you reach out, I've always done that. And I've, I, I, I would say my close rate is about like 98% more or less, like mm -hmm. maybe higher. I don't know. I, I don't recall. I'm trying to think of like a client that turned me down. Oh, I think I, yeah, I pitched, but I, I pitched initially to this client just to get into the art of pitching or just, I didn't know what I was actually doing. I was just trying to get, trying my, to figure it out. Yeah. I was just trying to get my yayas out and I pitched mm -hmm. them and I spent a lot of time with them, but I built a really cool relationship with them and I'm still friends with them till this day. And they're pretty important people in the Latin community. So it was all good. It was all good. Um, overall, I, I think you answered the question that I was going to follow up with next, which is how do you pitch in your opinion? How would you pitch if you were looking for a job and you, and you kind of broke that down really nicely. You, and I kind of just rephrased it, just understand what the pain points are of the agency owner, the business owner, understand like their time is limited and how can you demonstrate that trust? Right. Right. So I think when you're trying to go higher level and like, that's the difference between maybe pitching to agency owners to show that you're, you're a good worker. Um, it's completely different when you're pitching to clients because clients are going to look you up, especially if they're willing to invest a certain amount of money. Um, and they're going to trust you at least with paid media, they're going to trust you with their money. Like they're going to trust you to spend their money wisely. So you need to build a lot of perceived value. That means like Dre and I were just Googling ourselves to see what pops up. And so it's like, you need to have a solid website. You need to, you need to be omnipresent like, in the sense that you're solid on LinkedIn, Google my business. Like I have an article or like some kind of profile page on the general assembly. Dre has one with HoneyBook. you know, you gotta be- and and the thing is, is like, like, here's a real scenario. Um, I was posting on LinkedIn, made a couple posts, just kept rapid, rapidly posting. I had this thing where I was like, we, we were posting on LinkedIn for like, maybe like six months straight. I don't know if you remember when we were doing that, yeah, but like every day, every day it was a lot, but it was so tiring. <laughs> it was tiring. But what happened was somebody, I guess one of my posts went viral on LinkedIn, viral, um, went viral it on LinkedIn. Viral. I like, I don't know which post they saw, but they were like, you were, you were trending. You were viral. Like <laughs> That's what they told me. So I'd be trending on LinkedIn and I have like 30 likes. I'm like, is this, yeah, it's crazy. It's cra <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but, but that client, what they did was they found me on LinkedIn and went to my LinkedIn profile. They looked at my reviews. They looked at what people had to say about me. Then they Googled me. They went to Google and they started Googling me to see, okay, 
is this guy the real deal? They went to my website. They liked my website. They thought it was designed really nicely. And then after they went to my website, they went to my YouTube channel. They watched all my videos on my YouTube channel. And the way, the reason why I know that is because they told me that, like they reached out to me on LinkedIn and was like, Hey, let's have a call. We would like to work with you. And then we had a call. We got on a phone call and then we got on a zoom call. And then when we got on a zoom call, they were like, yeah, you know, we went through all your content on YouTube. Like we liked this, this one, this one, this one in particular. And we think that you're great. Like we want to work with you. Right. And it's because like, not only for me putting out content, but, or really for me putting out content, but also like me being like them being able to find me, right. Them being able to say like, yo, he has something here. He has something there. And I think that that is why it's really important because that ultimately, like you said, it increases your, your, your perceived value. Like when people can find you and when people can see that you're searchable and cause at the end of the day, like if this person is trusting you to do SEO for them or do paid media for them, they want to see that you've done it. You know what I mean? And like, that's one thing that I really pride myself on as well. Like everything that I, that I do, everything I do for other people, I also do for myself. Right. So like, it's, it's extremely important. Like it's really important. And also overall, like it just challenges you. I mean, look, I interviewed Ryan Stewart today. Right. And Ryan Stewart was saying that he started that e-commerce company lacesout.net. Right. And the comp the the you know he he saw a clear problem and he just made it and it did pretty well and he ended up selling it right but here's the thing like he got invited to so many speaking gigs and he got invited to to, to all these different places and all these like these these clients wanted to work with him because he created something like that you know and he showed it on his youtube channel he showed it everywhere so really like Showing people, like showing people, because there's one thing of, you know, we've all seen those YouTube channels or those, those like, you know, those channels of where like, or, or people just, or heard people speak about things that they've done, but can you like show it, you know, like if you can yeah. show it, then that's what will make a, a huge difference for you. You know, that's what, that's honestly what makes like Neil Patel and, and, and Brian Dean and all these people stand out because at the end of the day, they show like in their YouTube videos, they show their results. They're like, Hey, today I'm going to show you how to increase your traffic by this much. And then they pull up the result of them doing it for somebody else. Yeah. And that by itself, like that's a huge confidence booster for the person watching you. Like if you can say that I've done this and you can show that it's a game changer. I think the trouble comes with, okay, I have no experience and I cannot show this. That, that's where a lot of people get hesitant or, or there's a lot of hesitation there where they're just like, I have no experience. So what can I show? And my response to them is build your own experience. Exactly. By using yourself as a client or doing free work. That's the whole point of spec work. It's to build up your portfolios, to build up case studies. I got my biggest client that for me, it, I've charged the most that I've ever charged with them. And I, man, I think you were there for, with me all throughout, you know, when, yeah, I it, when I pitched them and I showed them everything. Yeah. Like I gave them a month of free work and I pitched to them and I demonstrated and I showed them a strategy deck and I, I did so much work for them. And uh, I showed them my systems, my processes and pre and I went very hard with presentation. And I think that's like the biggest thing when you're a consultant and you're trying to get clients or you're a strategist, whatever you are, uh, you really need to put an emphasis on presentations and processes. You need to show, and with presentations and processes, 
you demonstrate perceived value because you're putting a lot of time and energy into showing that you do a good job at demonstrating uh, results. You could do a good job at demonstrating that, you know, with your presentations, how it's displayed, you know, like these things matter, having your logo there, like not that alone is not the biggest thing that moves the needle, but all of it together really matters. And then with processes, it shows um, how you're able, it, it demonstrates results because the client knows that you have done this before. So that's how you build up experience by doing free work. Initially though, there's like a second part to that, like building up your own experience, right? And then I think this is the part where you and I have worked with business coaches for this. And this is what we provide as a service as well. And I highly recommend that if you're looking for a more specialized um, help, I'm not trying to pitch my service or, or Dre's, but if you're looking for more specialized help, like this is where you can work with an actual business coach, whoever that's been in a position that you want to be in, or they're currently in and you want to be in. And that is positioning yourself uniquely because there's a sea of other marketers just like you. So how do you stand up against the grain? How do you really stand out in general? And, and another thing that's really important to mention is like, people are like, man, but you know, I don't, I don't think I need a business coach. Like, yo, Ryan Stewart has a business coach. Like, like, all of you the know, greats like, have a business coach. Like everybody has a, you know, so it's Even just like, John has a, a mentor, which is a, who's that sales guy? Jay Abraham. He was always in the cafeteria and I didn't know who he was until someone so, told me and I was like, oh, shoot, he's eating a <laughs> <chicken> sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like it's, it's, it's something that like, if you need help, you know, reach, cause here's, here's a, here's a reality. Okay. This is the reality. There's a, a million or well, maybe not a million. There's thousands of people out there that know how to do SEO and PPC. There's thousands of people out there that know how to lower bids and how to like get backlinks, right? Like what is, what you need to make yourself, like, that's why it's important to have something that makes you different than those people, right? And that's why it's important to have a process. That's why it's important to have, you know, a, a, even just hearing somebody else, like, for example, our business coach, Terry, right? Like he- Shout out to Terry. Shout out to Terry for sure. Like, Yo, Terry's a beast, but he, he mainly like focuses on business development and he's not like, you know, he's not like, he knows SEO, but he's not like really, really like, you know, deep into that at this moment. And, um, but there's just so many things that I was able to learn from him about like leveling up in my business to get to a higher level. So the person that you're working with, like, if you can, if you can pay for a service that is going to like just change your, your, like your positioning or, or change how you position yourself to be perceived as more of an authority. Right. And that's going to be, that's going to be super important. Cause like I said, everybody, like there's so many people that can do this service. There's so many people, but that's the key differentiator. It's like having a process or having something that just adds on to what you do, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, um, if I can impart any wisdom and advice, even though we've kind of been doing this this whole episode, onto whoever is, who reached out to me for a position as a media buyer, and or if you're looking for a job, you're looking for that next client, 
it's building out systems, having an emphasis on presentation and building your own experiences through spec work. Use yourself as a client. That's a great example. Like if you're trying to get started as a, as a media buyer or PPC person, right? Honestly, like I've ran my own ads for myself. I would just demonstrate, I would just run ads, create a landing page on, I use Webflow. I, I got to shoot out that affiliate link, but I use Webflow and I create my own landing page, right? I would create a landing page for yourself, right? Run ads to your landing page, spend like, I mean, it's not cheap, but maybe spend like at least a hundred dollars sending traffic to your landing page. Show how you built up those keywords and how you group them within ad groups. Um, and just like, or ad sets, which, which would be Facebook. Just show the organizations, show the strategy behind that, show which kind of keywords that you, you took the time to um, research and group together, whatever, what I just said. And just show the entire strategy, present like a strategy deck, uh, deck. show them the landing page that you built out, right? Um, show them the ads, the text, the ad text, and show them how many times you tested like different variations. Just show them the entire strategy and pitch that to them along with maybe you do a free audit for, for, for a prospect, for a family friend, you, you run an audit for them and, and you show them your audit checklist. And then you also show them a presentation of the audit that you actually gave the client. Then boom, you have like a perfect presentation there to get your next job or I mean, even client like. And record it. Yeah, that, and I would say, like, think about offering initially, like, a discounted rate or even doing free work for them. Just let them know, I've done this for, I've done this for myself. Honestly, I'm reaching out to you because I'm working to build my business, um, and I, I really love what your company is about. I did X, Y, and Z research, blah, 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 blah. I really resonate. I think I could do a great job for you, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, run a free audit for them as well, showing them all of that, and, you know, what I do with my audits that are free, they're essentially a sales deck. And then I go into the audit. Yeah. That's, that's Anything like that. That's a, that's a great idea. You know, like Instead really of just getting you up and just be like, don't I just, a job. Like I can't, yeah, I can't that's, like, that's crazy. No one, why no one, would you hire someone that just, just flat out said that to you? Like, you're just like, Hey, are you hiring? Yeah, so it's, it's like lazy prospecting. It's lazy everything. And honestly, like, it's just, it, you got to think about the market. Like, how many people are you competing against? You don't know how many people reached out to Sin or, you know, to whoever, right, for, for a job or for that same position. So, you know, like, I remember actually one time I was, um, I had like, I did something. I was running like, a, um, like I made a video on my YouTube channel and I was hiring to get somebody to help me with a client that I had. And I had like a lot of people that reached out to me. I had like probably over 20 people that reached out to me. And I was looking at the, like some of the work that certain people sent me and, and certain things. And I specifically said, if you have never done anything before within the SEO industry, do not reach out to me. But still some people did anyways. Um, but the problem was the person that really stood out to me was the person who had like the deck and 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 honestly like the reason why they stood out to me so much was because i was reading the deck and i'm like this person first off was honest she was like hey look i've never worked in a in a agency setting or i've never worked before like i've never like this is 
I never did like digital, like I do digital marketing for myself. I do digital marketing. Oh, she told me she had one client, but that was it. That was, that was her experience. And she was like, I'm still new. I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. But then when I saw her deck, I was like, yo, this looks like something that like her work was so good. That was like, I was so impressed. Cause, cause the thing is like her, my expectations were low. Like my expectations because of what she said initially that she had never worked in a, like a agency setting or never worked within the, like really in digital marketing except for what that one client that she has. And then when I saw her work, I was like, this looks like something that I would deliver to a fortune 50 company. Like to me, it was like, you know, the, the presentation, the way that she had the presentation was really good and really nicely laid out. And then when I got on the phone with her, she was just such a nice person. Like she was just very likable. Right. And that's why like having the work is important, but also having the personality, because if I would have got on the phone with her and I didn't really like her personality, I wouldn't want to work with her. Cause I don't want to work with anyone that I have to feel like, you know, I, I like, I can't trust. And so yeah. it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's important. It's important to be, you know, to, to build that trust is just like super important. And that could just happen over a conversation, you know, like that could happen over a conversation. Like, could I see myself working with this person based off of, you know, like one of the things we were talking about when I was going to hire her was, I was like, look, um, I don't want you to feel like, you know, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. This is what you're going to have to do. Is this, is this like, can you do this? And she was just like, yeah, she was like, but if I can't, like, I liked how, how, how on like how transparent she was mm -hmm. she was like if i can't do this i'm gonna tell you and like you know like there might be certain area you know certain times where i'm gonna ask you certain questions because i don't know i don't know how to do this like i'm not she's like i know how to do you know on-page seo i know how to do links i don't know anything about technical seo i don't know how to make sure that google can see the website right whatever mm -hmm. and i'm and she's like i understand the concept but i don't know how to troubleshoot the issues and she was like so i'm being being honest, like I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. And that made me like her even more because she wasn't pretending. She wasn't pretending like she knew everything. She right. was just being honest, you know? So that built my trust even more. Cause it's like, okay, you're being honest. You're honestly telling me you don't know this. And now it's all, you're giving me the option to say, do I want to work with her or not based off of what she has told me? Like you're, 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 you're giving me that choice. And that's what I like the most. The fact that you gave me the choice. Exactly. So to recap, it's whenever you're reaching out to pitch someone, make sure you're building trust, trust in you as a person that you're, you know, likable, that you're not going to steal anything or, you know, you're a decent, good person. You can tell a joke. You're, you're funny. You're cool. I don't know. Play up your personality, build that trust as a person and build trust in the sense that you can show and demonstrate that you can get the job done. Otherwise, your pitch is going to fall through the cracks. When it, this goes for everything. This goes for if you want a client, if you want a new job, pitch effectively. If you want to get ahead in life, uh, whatever you do, especially if you're an independent consultant, uh, you need to make sure that you're putting emphasis on your presentations and your processes. A hundred percent. And, 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 you know, you know, one more thing I want to say too, is like, it's not that hard. Like it, it honestly, like it's, it's, it's really not that hard. Like everybody. And, and, you know, this is funny because this is why I actually shared, like I have a video on YouTube where I got this guy named Vinny Paz and he's talking about how, um, you know, everybody was telling him that things are not that simple, that he's not going to be able to, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go on a rant. My whole point is 
Watch the YouTube video, guys. Yeah, watch the YouTube video. But like, called? oh man, I forgot what I think I it's like. It. How it's to just be like how to, how to be relentless. How to be relentless, like Vinny Pass. Yeah. yeah um, yo, you on point. You yeah. on you a real one. You a real. One. <laughs> I got you. you know, I got you. Love, so, you know. um, so like, but but my whole thing is like, look, I reached out to Michael King to get on my YouTube channel, right? And I thought it was going to be hard because Michael King is like one of the most notable people in the SEO industry. Like he's like one of the, he's like, he's been in it from the beginning. Like he's like one, he's like one of the godfathers of, you know, technical SEO. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I thought it was going to be hard because I'm just like, man, like, you know, I want to, I want to reach out to him or whatever. Um, What should I say? I was overthinking it. The whole thing is like, when I reached out to him, the first time I reached out to him, he didn't respond. Right. And I don't, I forgot what I wrote to him, but I think I just was like, Hey, I have like, you know, this amount of subscribers. I'm, I'm a small YouTuber, but I'm really trying to grow. And I will, if you need any like type of help with anything, some compensation in exchange for your time, I, I'll, I'll compensate. Like if you need help with like an SEO deliverable or whatever, I'll help you out. Right. Value, and value, value. You know, I gave value and, and he didn't respond, but like, he responded later on. He was just busy. Like it took him like, you know, six months to respond, but he eventually responded. It was like, Hey, let's do it. And I was just like, and I was like, okay. And then after the call, like now I talk to him all the time. Like we're, we're friends. Like he's, he's a cool person. So my thing is, is like, don't overthink it. Right. Like it might seem hard. It might seem extremely hard in that process in that moment, mm -hmm. but like, it's, it's not, it's really not that hard. It's just like, just do it. Just do it. Just, just, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Just I go gotta, do it right now. I gotta, I gotta like respectfully disagree because I think that it's something that you should put a lot of thought into because it'll, if you put a lot of thought into it, it'll show. If you just do things at whim, it just so happens for you, Dre, that you're so used to doing things correctly. You know, you put yourself in a position as him. You, you get mm -hmm. pitched at all the time. So it's just like, it's engraved already to build up that value to show them like, I can't, I, we can't pitch to get sponsors. And we're just like, Hey, you know, like I have a podcast, hey, like come, come. come on. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah. like, I hear that you're looking for people, you know, I have to show them right. we have X amount of numbers. We have X amount of subscribers. This is our goal. This is our mission. Do our goals align? You know, like I have to demonstrate all of that. Right. I can't mm -hmm. just, I think you have to be very thoughtful. I think you, I think the, I think what you need to do is to be very critical. I think it's not hard for you, Dre, because you put in those rep, reps. That's true. And what you consider hard or easy, it's just harder for someone who's just initially doing that or initially getting into that mindset. So I, I agree. I think you should, I agree and disagree. Like, I agree that you should, like what you actually said was just like put forth. I think, yeah. And I, be intentional. I, uh, mm -hmm. I just, like I, I think that you also really meant to say that you should, uh, you should first lead with how you know, like, I guess like with empathy. You know, you led with empathy and you said, "I understand that you're busy, blah blah blah,", blah and, and in exchange, I can um, pay you for X, Y, and Z, like all of that, blah blah blah. But I disagree in that it. I think it should be a little bit challenging. Um, it just get. I think it just gets easier as you go along. You just have to. I guess there's but no I, everything, right? I, yeah, I guess my my uh my whole point was like once you've gotten like once because I think a lot of the times people will, some people right, some people will like 
get all the data, gather all this information. And then they're still like, man, like what, like, how should I do this? Like now it's like, they're, they're just, some people overcomplicate it, right? Like some people, some people overcomplicate it. So I'm saying like, once, once you have everything that you need, once you've written out your message, once you've, you've thought about that, don't keep just sitting there rewriting the same message. Like there's people that do that. There's people who will keep rewriting the same message, trying to figure out how can I word this better? How can I do this? And you could do that a couple of times, but like, if you're spending, you know, there's some people that that's their biggest hurdle. Like the reason why they're not great and the reason why they, they haven't gotten where they want to be at is because they're spending so much time focusing on certain things that really the needle. Yeah. It just doesn't matter, you know? And so, but in this case, we're talking about like just how how to make your pitches more effective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like that could be a whole topic on its own because you know you and I both know people spend so much time on things that don't push the needle constantly, and it's it's a really right. listen to that uh, <laughs> interview with with Ryan Stewart because he talks about that a little bit, which is why he's a very big proponent on on re- uh, recording everything and making sure that you know how many hours put into was put into what and managing yeah. it accurately. But and 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 I was gonna say like and another thing that you can clearly see is like it clearly works because of the fact that this dude has launched multiple companies and sold multiple right. companies and all multi million dollar companies. So it's not like he's just launching, you know. It's probably except for like laces out. I don't I don't think that was a multi million dollar co- company. I'm not sure. But like most of his companies are like multi million dollar companies, and it's because he is so organized and he prioritizes having a process to the point where it's like he knows what he needs to spend his time on. Yeah, but, but we digress. I think it's like, at the end of the day, people, if you're looking to up your pitches, make sure that you understand what the, where the end user is coming from. You lead with value yep. and you demonstrate trust in yourself and trust in your, your abilities to get the job done. And how you do that really varies. I mean, like, yeah, you, lots of people spend their the wrong time all the time. Like, they spend way too much time in areas that are completely ineffective. But that's why you work with a consultant. That you know, like, people do it all the time. We do it. Like, it's just it's a, it's human nature, right? There's always mm-hmm. ways to optimize. That's where marketers come in. Um, but overall, let's wrap this up. Uh, any, I think overall, like, if you want to make your pitches more effective, just. <laughs> Don't freaking just reach out and have nothing to no value because at the end of the day, like it's going to cost the end person. Like if you're completely inexperienced and you show nothing, like you can do, you're not showing me that you can get the job done. One, my time is limited Two, it's going to cost me actual money to train when I, when people pay me to train them. So why should I, why, why, why should I even bother with you? You know? And it's the same thing with most, most agency owners, build your own Mm -hmm. experience practice empathy, understand where the other person is coming from. And the fact that you, you'd be a loss for the first three months. So how can you overcompensate? What do you want to summarize? I love, I love that ending. I love that ending. Um, honestly, I feel like you just, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> like, I, don't have anything. I love that ending guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast again. Um, what episode is this? This is episode. Oh, fuck. Five, I think it's four five, or five. Four? Four, episode four or five. We'll episode figure 45. it out later, but uh, Dre's going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Yeah. Peace. Any questions, um, hit us up and uh, it'll give us new ideas for new content. I appreciate each and every one of you listening and have a good one.